Hello, and welcome to episode 28 of Decoding Security, powered by SiteLock. In a broad sense, there are two types of software. There's closed source and open source software. Uh, essentially, closed source is going to be things like your hosting provider's proprietary uh, website builder software or something like macOS, uh, whereas open source software is going to be something you can actually contribute to or modify to fit your needs, so things like uh, WordPress or Linux. Um, what we find ourselves dealing with around here for the most part really tends to be open source. Uh, but before we really dive deep into uh, open source software, uh, Firefox and Chrome have actually been uh, added again with new ways to protect us. Uh, Jess, why don't you get us started off with Firefox? Yeah, so Firefox announced this week that they will be disabling blocking or disabling tracking cookies by default. Basically, what that means is they'll get the users will get 55% faster load times on pages, but more importantly, they'll have to give any website permission to track using cookies for things like pop-up ads or mm -hmm. in insight advertising. So um, this forces those tracking to be a little bit less deceptive. It probably falls closer in line with things like GDPR and forced opt-in rather than passive opt-in. Mm -hmm. um, all in all, it's going to be uh, the a good thing, I think, and it'll be the default in the next version of Firefox, which is Firefox 63. Right, and then uh, Chrome you know, kind of has its own thing that it's been uh, talking about the last couple of weeks here. Uh, starting in Chrome 69, they're actually going to be forcing people to explicitly enable Flash every single time that sounds they encounter really it. annoying it is and but intentionally so this is absolutely by design uh flash has been dead for a long time and it needs to stay it, it needs to stay dead it needs to be gone and just not come back but it, it seems to keep popping up and and is I feel like it's every you know few weeks to a couple months at, at most we're seeing another flash zero day or whatever uh that, that needs to be patched. And, and now with things like this, people are going to stop going to websites as often if they have to enable Flash every single time. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really going to force the industry to finally move away from Flash. Yeah, we're going to drag those websites into the future, kicking and screaming <laughs> right. if we have to. Um, Flash is not good. It hasn't been good for a very long time. It's... I. I got to agree with Google on this move. It's time to move forward. It's time to find better ways to serve video content. Right. And, and I think, you know, we're going to start seeing some of the other browsers, even some of the smaller ones, Opera and, and you know, whatever, uh, you know, the less common ones following suit pretty quick here. Um, but, yeah, basically, uh, I mean, with this move, it's all about security and, and making the internet safer, um, which I know is one of the questions that actually comes into play with open source, uh, you know, w which we'll get into in a little bit. But uh, um, I know you had some, some information about open source software in general that you'd wanted to 
kind of cover today? Sure. Just covering like the basics of open source software. First of all, um, when we say open source here, we're typically referring to content management systems or CMSs, things like um, the largest being, of course, WordPress. That's the, the name that everybody knows, but also Drupal, Joomla. Uh, there's some e-commerce ones like Magento, Shopify, Press to Shop, WooCommerce, which is technically an add-on of WordPress, but more or less functions as its own CMS mm -hmm. at this point in the game, right? Um, CMS websites power roughly 60% of the world's active websites. So that's 1.8 billion. 60% wow. of those approximately are uh, open source CMS websites. And of those, 31% of all the world's active websites, so a little more than half of the market share on CMS belongs to WordPress. So WordPress is far and away the number one mm -hmm. website building software in the world right now. No, Nobody else, non-CMS, non-open source, nobody else has a larger market share than, than WordPress in, in this. Um, so... You know, with that, we, we do tend to look at the security of open source software a little bit more closely. Uh, we found with our own proprietary data here at SiteLock that open source applications on average are about twice as likely to be compromised as non-CMS websites. Um, and one of the reasons that we found for that is that a lot of times when a vulnerability is discovered, it's discovered by the community, right? Mm -hmm. It's discovered by users, by developers, people who actually develop themes and plugins for the software. Um, and when those vulnerabilities are disclosed, they're often published in their entirety, which means they publish their really neat security research of here's the code, here's how I exploit that code, here's the patch that was written. Uh, here's how you implement that patch to protect yourself. And what this often leads to is script kiddies, lazy hackers, essentially, who look at that exploit, develop bots or automated scanning for it, and then systematically attack out-of-date websites. Right. So it's not necessarily that the open source ones are more vulnerable or more uh, susceptible to attack. It's just the there's more information out there. Um, kind of the whole, you know, Mac versus PC thing from a decade ago, how, uh, you know, Windows was, was much more open, much more available. And so you had a lot more, uh, you know, attacks there. So, you know, Macs were unhackable, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, you know, it's definitely not something, uh, you know, to, to sweep on the, under the carpet either. Uh, you know, we, we definitely need to make sure that we are absolutely updating WordPress, Joomla, whatever, all of our plugins and themes also. Yeah, and I, I think that's really what it comes down to is that um, open source is a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. It makes building a website accessible to any small business owner, anybody who wants to start a website. It takes literally five minutes and 10 bucks to start a WordPress site. Mm -hmm. um, however, like a free puppy from Craigslist, they still need regular vet checks. They still need maintenance, feeding, bathing. You know, we, we make light of it here because it's something that we deal with all day and it's a laugh so you don't cry kind of situation. <laughs> um, but really, a lot of website owners don't seem to realize that they have to go in and update their website. They have to go in and update their application or leave on automatic updates, which are not always set by default, depending on your application. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, 
only install the add-ons that they need. Things like plugins and themes, they have to only install what is necessary for the functionality of the website. And that's not to say that you can't experiment. Please experiment. I do it all the time. I'll install 40 plugins when I'm working on my website. And then you remove the ones that you decide not to keep. Exactly. The ones that don't work the way you want them to, the ones that are not updated on the regular remove them make sure that you go in and disable and remove those files so they're not being left on the back end of the website right just simply disabling them isn't enough because if there's a vulnerability in a specific file and someone knows hey i just have to access this file uh then they can still get into your website even with that plugin or theme disabled yep uh, you, you mentioned earlier, though, uh, kind of something about the the community around open source. You know, the the vast, you know, kind of the vastness of, of the people involved, uh, which really is kind of one of the things that's great about open source in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, even though yes, we've got the community that's you know in there and, and finding the vulnerabilities and releasing these reports on you know, hey, you know, I found this thing and here's how to exploit it. Um, in a way, that's also kind of a good thing because, you know, they're they're finding the vulnerabilities, not, you know, having something that's left unpatched for 10 years. Um, not saying that that can't happen with open source. It can happen with, you know, anything that it gets overlooked. Right. Um, but, you know, you, you've got the people in there doing that. But then in addition, uh, you also end up having a, a lot faster um, progress in, in a sense with open source software because you've got so many people working on it um, and, you know, giving their their little bits and pieces of knowledge to, you know, different aspects of the software. Uh, You know, there's a lot of things that you can just go to GitHub and and download and contribute. Uh, And it's really cool to see, you know, the, the little bits that, you know, oh, like maybe I'm not great at this aspect, but I know this little thing really well. So I'm going to, you know, make a branch and, and submit this. Yeah. And, you know, the community, it started as that, right? It started as guys who, or gals who are great at making software, great at making changes, great at designing websites. But the open source community has really blossomed in the last Mm -hmm. couple of years into things as far reaching as in-person events all around the world. WordCamp is huge all over the world. I mean, we're talking Barcelona, Phoenix, Philadelphia, Jerusalem. Everybody has a WordCamp now. And if you've never gone to a WordCamp, even if you don't use WordPress, go out to your local WordCamp because it is super cool. They are no longer just talking about how to build a plugin or how to secure a website, but they're talking about all aspects of website business, you know, how to write good content, how to market your website, how to build your website, where to host. All of that is, is out there and it's people really sharing their, their knowledge. They're very inexpensive. I know Joomla and Drupal also have their own conventions Mm -hmm. that happen all around the world. Um, And it really gives people an opportunity to, to learn more about building websites, more about keeping them secure, more about marketing it. It lowers that barrier for entry into the internet by quite a lot. And it is really fun to see. Right. And, and yeah, you're saying like how, like at the word camps, like a lot of times it's not just people who are just focused entirely on WordPress and, and, you know, the other conventions also uh, are getting more and more to where you're seeing talks on uh, mental health in relation to, you know, 
open source and uh, you know things like uh, I, I know a lot of Joomla guys that go to the WordCamps and, and vice versa because uh, the open source community itself. Even if you're, you know, I'm a Joomla guy, I'm a Magento guy, whatever, uh, that community is getting more and more tight-knit as it's growing. Right. It's We're just, all open source. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's great. And just with the explosion of open source, that community is always growing and so accepting of new people, yep. too. Yep. And it's people of all walks of life, too. I mean, I've seen things like the LGBT community as it relates to open source. And then you get into, you know, how to start small businesses, how to become a successful blogger. Mm-hmm. I've seen talks at WordCamps on how to become a YouTube star, how to become an esports star. <laughs> All of that has some sort of tie back to a website. Mm-hmm. And if you can't run a basic website, you're going to get left behind. And these this open source community really gives people an opportunity to meet experts in the field and mm-hmm. and it doesn't take a magic wand to become an expert anybody can learn these skills right just uh you know a little little bit of time and and practice and and you know a lot of reading anymore and you can really become an expert and, and fairly quickly get to where you're the one that's out there giving the talks and helping new people learn um and it's it's great seeing that that progress i mean even just looking back in my own progress yeah, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting journey and it's it's a great community to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, we are big fans of open source. I in fact just applied to speak at a WordCamp. So, I haven't heard anything <laughs> back yet, but that's the journey in a nutshell. 5 years ago, I didn't know what a website was basically. Right. So, so if you're the one deciding whether or not she gets to speak, just say yes. Yeah. I haven't heard back yet and I'm waiting. So, if you are listening, WordCamp Portland. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, with that, uh, thank you, Jess. And uh, I'd also like to thank you, our watchers and listeners, for tuning in. Um, but before I do that, we have a final tip, don't we? We do. And it's a little bit different. Um, this month, we are closing in on our first year as uh, of decoding security. So that's super exciting. We've been with you guys for a whole year now. Um, And we're taking some feedback that we've gotten from our listeners, and we are taking a short hiatus to implement some improvements to the show. So the tip of the day is if you're listening to us on YouTube, Spotify, Google, iTunes, or any other podcatcher that you happen to fancy, subscribe so that you'll know when we're back in action, we'll throw a big relaunch party and... Uh, And if you really like us, go ahead and throw us a review while you're at it, too, so that we come back bigger and better than ever. Awesome tip. And uh, we're also we're getting ready to do a a live stream. So definitely, uh, you know, be paying paying attention to us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, We'll be getting a lot of information out that way uh, regarding our our live event that we're going to do, which should be uh, sometime in the next few weeks here. Uh, And with that, uh, I really would like to thank you for for watching and listening. And uh, be sure to come back uh, next time. Don't forget to subscribe, as Jess said. And, uh, you know, that'll help you so that you don't miss any episodes in the future. And uh, also, if you have any questions for the decoding security team, uh, feel free to reach out by email at podcast.sitelock.com or on Twitter at Sitelock. 
like the music, Upbeat Forever by Kevin McLeod of Incompitech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. Decoding Security is hosted by Jessica Ortega and Ram Gall and produced by Topher Tebow for Sightlock.